Hello everyone, Shiv here, and welcome to Shiv's Murder Temple, where we are going to talk about things with true crime and paranormal activity. The first episode I want to talk about is the truth about Pam. It is a mini-series that's coming out on Hulu, and it deals with the crime of Pam Hupp. Now, this one's going to be interesting, and this one's going to be a ride. And if you haven't listened to the one that Dateline did, you might want to go take a listen to it before you take a listen to this one. So, here we go. The first question is, who was Pam Hupp? Well, she was born in Delwood, Missouri in 1958, and she was born to a strict Catholic family. She was three or four children, and she was described by friends as boy crazy. She was a cheerleader with big personality and even bigger laugh. By the end of her senior year, she had gotten pregnant and then married, and turned her life into that, well, according to some friends, made her resentful of those who went on to college. Uh, she actually ended up getting divorced after she married, and shortly thereafter, she married Mark Hupp, who is a minor league baseball player that turned into a carpenter. She ended up moving back into Missouri in 2001 after a short sit in Florida, and she took a clerical job at State Farm while also flipping houses on the side of her husband. So, Hupp's former State Farm manager, Mike Boshert, had said she was a positive person, very level-headed, never saw her mad, she always saw a big picture, and she was very adept at the office politics. But he also did say there were some weird things that happened during her tenure at the company. Always told him she was involved somewhere like the FBI, was a security clearance, kind of in the past, but maybe still. It was like she was letting it just dribble out, and then it was, I can't say anything. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. So how did this person and Betsy Faria become friends? And you don't know who Betsy Faria is? She was a woman found murdered on her kitchen floor. But we'll get to that in a minute. Well, they met in 2001, and they both worked at State Farm Office at the same time. Faria was 11 years Hubs Jr. She was known for being sweet and bubbly and had a reputation for being scatterbrained and often short on cash. Uh, the, so they lost touch over the years. But when Faria was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010, Hub swooped in to be all nice and helpful, often driving Faria to and from her chemotherapy appointments. Soon, Hupp became a trusted confidant to Faria, and worried that her daughters would not be financially taken care of after her death, Faria's father, Ken, had told Faria that been worrying about her two teenage daughters, spending the inheritance money foolishly, and she was afraid that her husband as well would, quote-unquote, piss it away. On December 22, 2011, Faria named Hupp the sole beneficiary of her $150,000 life insurance policy, but just five days later, she would wind up dead. It was two days after Christmas, and she was stabbed to death in her Troy, Missouri home. Now, Troy, Missouri did not really have that many murders, so this shocked the town. When her husband, Russell Faria, known as going to be as Russ, had found her on the floor, he believed that because she was terminally ill, because her breast cancer had metastasized to her liver, she had taken her own life. But the police reported that Betsy had been stabbed 55 times and her wounds were not self-inflicted. So some of you might be asking, well, how did he know the other stab wounds? He probably focused because there were ones on her wrist and he probably saw that. But bear in mind, there was also a knife in her neck and he missed that. But trauma can make you miss a whole lot of things. It can make you go crazy. The night she died, he had 
originally planned to pick up his wife from her mother's house. Following his weekly Tuesday night game, he played Dungeons and Dragons. After a chemo session, Betsy texted him to let her know that Hup would be taking her home that night instead. She dropped Betsy off at the home at approximately 7 p.m. The two called Pam's husband, Mark, to check in. And the voicemail read, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And Betsy excitedly left on a voicemail message. Pan Hup was the last person to see her alive. So remember this. She was the last person to see Betsy alive. Hold on to your hats because shit's about to hit the fan. So local law enforcement, when they were called out there, believed that Betsy's murder was an open and shut case. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Husband did it. Because, you know, let's just face it. That always, 90% of the time, that's true. So the cops had pointed to Russ's 911 call, which they said sounded very distraught. His behavior, you know, was suspicious by authorities. And the first cop who arrived at the scene had said that Russ seemed visibly upset, but had limited tears coming from his eyes. Not a lot of people are criers, though. And he was probably still in the shock phase. And this 911 call, and you can look it up on YouTube, he was very, very distraught. And a lot of people thought he was acting it. But I don't know. That that was a whole level of hysterics. Like, he was over-the-top hysterical, man. Also, authorities have found a bloodstained slipper belonging to Rusty scene, as well as a handwritten note, which was supposedly by Betsy, which it made her... Made it sound like that her husband would hurt her and she was scared of that. Pam Hub was the only one who told the authorities about this note, by the way. It wasn't found at the scene. She was also the one who pushed the narrative that Russ was an abusive husband. Who was out to kill Betsy for the insurance money. So this picture of Russ being an aggressive spouse helped prosecutors build a case against him. And Hupp became the prosecution star witness in the 2013 murder trial. Despite pleas from his ator- attorney, Joel Schwartz, to take a closer look as her as a possible suspect. Now, mind you, in normal murder cases, you look at the last person who saw them alive. You would have thought Pam Hupp would get questioned by this, but she never got questioned about it. They, even the prosecutor in this case, well, hold on, let's not go down the choo-choo train. Um, sorry, I get ahead of myself. So, Schwartz had argued that Russ had four people who could testify to his whereabouts that night, because he was at a Dungeons & Dragons game, as well as he had receipts and surveillance footage, which confirmed his location around the time Betsy was killed, and there was no evidence of the blood actually on his body, under his fingernails, or clothing, or anything like that. Like, hello? On the other hand, he also didn't have an alibi. Well, he did have an alibi. On the other hand, Hup didn't have an alibi. She wouldn't take a lie detector test and had continued changing key details of her story, including what car, if any, she saw in Betsy's driveway that night she died. And just, she, she, kept, she couldn't keep her story straight. Whereas Russ had said the same story time and time and time again. So, when Schwartz deposed Hup, in March of 2013, she joked that her husband's life insurance policy was much bigger than Betsy's. I mean, I guess if I wanted a lot of money, I could kill him instead of her. Which, that struck the lawyers an odd thing to say, especially when no one had accused her of killing her friend. All throughout the trial, Schwartz was not allowed to talk about Hub's possible motives into Betsy's murder, because the prosecution had successfully argued she had no direct connection to the case, 
even though she was the last one to see Betsy alive. And Russ wasn't even near the house when she died. And we're not even talking about a whole possible he hired a hitman. No, that's not even doing that. Like, this is stupid. And in November 2013, he was convicted of first-degree murder based on this. And sentenced life in prison without parole. Seriously. This prosecutor had a boner to get him in the first place. And she did not look anywhere else. Two years later, though, he was granted a new trial in which the defense was permitted to present evidence that was not allowed in the first trial. Oh yeah, by the way, that judge kept blocking every single evidence they tried to present that made him look innocent. Especially ones that said Hupp could be a possible suspect. However, neither side called Hupp testified during the retrial. And in fact, in a bizarre turn of events, it was feared that during the retrial that Hupp had newly claimed to a detective that she and Betsy were lovers. She alleged that Faria found out about their affair and killed his wife. So, there's another story change right there. Despite Hupp's new claims, Faria was acquitted in November 2015, with the judge calling Lincoln County's investigation in the case rather disturbing. And in 2020, Lincoln County settled a civil lawsuit with Russ over his wrongful conviction for more than $2 million. But that, that's not going to really, you know, restore his wife, who's dead. His two stepdaughters alienated him. Her entire family alienated him and fed the narrative that he did it, he did it, he did it, he did it. You, you can't take that back. This ruined his life. I, like, I, I seriously feel bad for this guy. The following year, the new Lincoln County Prosecutor, Mike Wood, said that his office was investigating possible police and prosecutor misconduct in the original murder investigation. Yay! This is one of the poorest examples of investigative work that I, as well as my team, have ever encountered. And it was driven largely by ego, driven toward an agenda rather than truth. Which is so true. Let's just face that fact. They did not care about anything else. So, did Pam ever get arrested for Betsy Frias' murder? Eventually. It wasn't even her murder that landed Pam up in jail in the first place. In August 2016, she fatally shot Louis Gumpenberger, who was a mentally and physically disabled man in her home. She claimed to believe that Gumpenberger had tried to kidnap her at knife point to get Russ's money, which is a reference to Betsy's husband that was believed to be Hupp's attempt to frame Faria. Again, she's really trying to hit Russ with something. Like, come on, give me a break. She may have also been looking to take attention away from her own involvement in the case. Who knows? So, there had been renewed interest in Hupp's possible role in Betsy's murder after a civil suit that Betsy's daughter had brought against Hupp earlier that same year. So, when Hupp got the life insurance, she didn't spend any of it on Betsy's funeral. Nothing. Instead, she said she was going to put in a trust fund for the daughters, which she did. But after Russ's conviction, she drained the fund. So, yeah. And by the way, the, the jury ruled in favor of Hupp keeping the money. That's messed up. Because she was the beneficiary on the life insurance policy. So, following Gumpenberger's death, Hupp told authorities that she killed the man in self-defense. But the police believed it was actually staged murder for a higher plot, which was intended to implicate Russ once again in the murder of his late wife. And in August 2019, Pam was sentenced to life without parole. 
Yeah, but after all this happened, it made the police take another look at the 2013 death of her mother, Shirley Newman, who actually fell from the balcony of her first floor apartment. Her death had been previously ruled as an accident, but in 2017, the St. Louis County Medical Examiner's Office officially changed the manner of death to undetermined. And Hupp was also the beneficiary of her mom's life insurance. And she also had the eight times typical dose of Ambien in her system at the time of her death. But nothing really came out of it, unfortunately. In July 2021, she was charged, Hupp was, in Bessie's killing. Prosecutors in the county decided to revisit this case following Hupp's conviction in the Gumpenberger murder, and Mike Wood said that he would seek the death penalty. And he did not take the decision lightly to pursue the death penalty, but this case stands in the loan of its highness and depravity, such as this shocks the conscience. And she denies that she did anything, and she currently remains in jail. So we haven't had a trial for Betsy Faria yet when it comes to Pam Hupp. This case is one of the weirdest cases because everything that was done here just really hammered poor Russ Faria. He may have not been the perfect husband, but he didn't deserve to lose his time, his life in jail, he lost three years of his life, he lost his stepkids, he lost a lot of people. He lost her whole entire side of the family. And that has to be rough to go through it alone with only your lawyer and your side of the family believing you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on next week's episode, we're actually going to go to a haunting site. Waverly Hills. We're actually going to talk about the history next week. I hope you guys have a good day.